This is episode 61, Letting Go of Expectation and Pressure from Others with Lorena. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I just wanted to start off the show by sharing that last month, October, which was the month we celebrated the year anniversary of this podcast, was also our highest download month ever. So that's super cool news. I love welcoming all of you new listeners into this community and thank all of you who've been tuning in for a while. And if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back and dig into some past episodes. Just look through the titles and see which ones really resonate with you. Today I'm recording from Atlanta because I just gave a keynote here. In addition to coaching, I do quite a bit of keynote speaking in both the corporate and personal development world, which I love. And last night I gave one of my signature talks on bridging generational gaps in the workplace and understanding millennials. And I want to share something that I shared with the audience last night with you since today's caller happens to be a millennial. Now, first, I should explain what a millennial is, just in case you may not know. So it's basically anyone from about mm, 20-ish to 36, 37-ish. It's an incredibly large generation, and corporations are wondering how to engage them, retain them, turn them into managers, and brands are really learning how to make them long-time consumers because millennials are going to outnumber the baby boomers. They're going to be the largest spenders. There's a really huge powerful generation. And we have the reputation of being called entitled and not having a work ethic. And I think that stereotype is just due to lack of understanding about the psychology of the millennial generation. And one thing to understand about the millennial generation is that they were the most overpopulated generation ever. So much of their life was micromanaged by parents, which were good intentions, but the results that we're seeing is that a lot of millennials, like especially 20-somethings that go out into the workplace today, are waiting for someone to kind of tell them what to do. And they relate more to authority figures as, you know, friends and peers. And so a lot of Gen Xers, people mostly in their 40s, are frustrated with millennials because they're not self-starters and they're not making decisions. And this struggle with making decisions is at the root of so many of the questions that millennials call into with this show. I get a lot of people in their 20s that call in that feel a lot of self-doubt and a lot of uncertainty. And you'd think that a generation raised by overly involved and often overly validating parents would be more confident but I'm actually really seeing the opposite. Well, why is that? Well, when our parents are overly involved in our life or save us from failing or making mistakes or getting hurt, we don't develop grit. And grit is what gives us confidence. If we don't have to figure things out on our own, if we aren't allowed to make mistakes or maybe make the wrong choice, then we're paralyzed to make choices as we get older. Also, when parents place a lot of expectations on their kid, the kid often grows into an adult that doesn't know what he or she truly wants. You know, that's the other danger of overparenting. You know, you do it from love, but your child feels all this pressure and expectation to live into your image of them. 
So if you're a millennial, one of the biggest things I suggest you developed is your own decision-making. Take the pressure off yourself to make the quote unquote right choice. Take the pressure off yourself to please your parents or do what's expected of you and allow yourself to make a mistake. Failure is how you learn. You can't move forward until you make some mistakes along the way. And if you're the boss, manager, or parent of a millennial, and this is what I said to my audience last night, stop making all their decisions. Let them make some choices. Let them make a mistake. Encourage them to to make a choice. And if you know it's the wrong choice, if it's not that big of a deal, if it's something that they'll recover from and isn't going to hurt the business in a major way, let them make the mistake so they can learn. So this brings me to my call with Lorena, who's having a highly charged emotional reaction to the circumstances in her life. You'll see firsthand how the pressure of living into parental expectations is clouding her ability to decide what she truly wants. This is also an example of when the emotional reactivity to a situation does not match the actual facts of the situation. So be sure to listen to how I coach Lorena as this is a powerful thing to learn no matter what your age and really important thing to learn if you're a coach or you work with people. So as you're listening to my coaching session with Lorena, consider, do you ever feel or are you feeling now a lot of upset over something that perhaps you should not be so emotionally triggered by, but you can't seem to calm yourself down? Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself to either live up to your own expectations or those of others? Have you received a lot of external validation for your achievements and you constantly crave that and so you've kind of become an achievement junkie? Do you feel like you owe someone, like your parents, something or like you have something to prove? And before we dive into the episode, just a quick reminder that Audible, which is where you can get audiobooks, is giving our community a free 30-day trial, and you can get that at audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. That link will also be in the show notes at christinehassler.com slash podcast. Alrighty, everybody, now on to my session with Lorena. So hello, Lorena. Welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you for having me. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time, and it's really an honor to talk to you. I need your help answering a question. And so far, I know that your books mention that people really like to talk about and ask everybody, what do you do? And I'm okay with that question because when people ask me, what do I do today? It's nothing. I just recently left my job and decided to start over. So I kind of say what is going on, which is moving back in with my parents, you know, deciding to go back to school potentially and, you know, giving myself the opportunity to pursue something greater. My only problem is not being able to answer their following question, which is, what do you want to do? And that's where I kind of fumble and don't really have a response. And I just really want to be relieved from that question, from not being able to answer it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what were you doing? First of all, how old are you? I just turned 24. Okay. And what were you doing before? Before, I was an executive assistant to an owner of of a company here in Dallas, and I did that for two years. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this. What are you telling yourself in your head that's making, that's bringing forward so much emotion? 
Because the re- let's look at the facts. Let's look at the facts. The facts are okay. you're 24, which is very, very young. And I don't mean that in a patronizing way, but if you think you're going to live to 100, 24 is very young in the scope of your life, in the scope <laughs> of your career. So there's that. Yeah. So you you have two years of work experience, which is awesome. And you've just made the self-honoring choice to take some time off and to pivot a little bit and get on a path toward something that you feel more passionate about. So those are the facts. Yeah. If we look at those facts, not much to be upset about. But I really want to honor and acknowledge the big emotion that's coming for you. But the, the emotion, sweetheart, has nothing to do with the facts because this is no okay. one, you know, no one is, is dying. This isn't your dog just didn't get run over by a car. You know, like in terms of the facts, <laughs> yeah. these are not devastating. But the emotion no. that's coming forward is, is, is sadness mixed with panic and anxiety. So my question for you is what are you making all these facts mean? Because that's what's causing you the pain. Um, I feel like I just want to know, I just want to have an end goal and I just have feel like I'm acknowledging that the past few five years after, you know, graduating high school and, you know, finding a niche have, have not led me to where I wanted. So it's really hard to start over and to kind of feel like you're in the same place to kind of feel like I still don't know what I want to do. I still don't have that. And I, it makes me want to hide from people and to Mm -hmm. separate myself from everyone and to think that I just need to be alone to figure it out. But so who, where did the idea come from that you're supposed to know what you want to do with the rest of your life at 24? Where did that idea come from? Uh, I think my dad. Yeah. And my mom. Let's talk a little bit about them. And I know you okay. love them and this is not about, you know, blame or anything, but tell me a little bit about you know, what you were told in terms of, you know, performing at school and what was expected of you as, as a kid? Um, I think excellence was definitely expected, but more, I got a lot of satisfaction and a lot of praise for academic achievements, mm-hmm. which I excelled at and I did very well and which was great. I mean, can you knock your parents for really trying to be happy for you doing that? And I think that once I, well, yeah, that's what they did. And they just really emphasized that. And I think that they have lived such different lives there from another country. So mm-hmm. they're Cuban and they had a different life path. You had to know what you were going to do in order to come to America. It's different, you know. So I think that they just really want to see me settled into a path and I feel a sense of urgency to do so. Mm -hmm. And I've, I am in it. Okay. So here's the thing. You are not a Cuban immigrant. (laughs) (laughs) You are a 24 year old woman living in a big metropolitan city with two years of job experience and you're very intelligent. I can tell that. But you've inherited 
a little bit of their fear. Can you see that? Yes, I can. Okay. Because what we're really looking at is whenever the emotional reaction does not match the facts, my work as a coach is to go, okay, what's really going on here? Because, you know, if, if you had called me and said, you know, the love of your life just died and you were crying, I would say, oh my gosh, this grief is so normal. This is a natural emotion. But the emotion that you're experiencing are more feelings. It's, it's physiological response to thoughts, predominantly judgments. So I feel like you feel you owe your parents. Like you owe them. Okay. Tell me more about that. I just want them to feel satisfied with. I just want to be able to prove to them that I can and I will be more than, I think at this point, not graduating and, you know, quitting my job and letting go of those things because I, I did, you know, that's what I wanted to do. I think that they stopped believing in me and I just want that. I kind of want to prove to myself and to them that I can, I can do so much more. Mm -hmm. Even their expectations of me were, even though I didn't meet their expectations, that they were too low, that I have more in me than that. Okay. And that's a beautiful intention that you want to live into your full potential. But I'd love to support you in dropping the proving part. Because if you live your life attempting to prove something to your parents, you'll always be coming from the place of needing to compensate for something. You are entitled to make the choices that you're making and they may not like them. And that's part of being a parent. Parents don't always love every choice their child makes. But you've got to commit fully to either or. Either you're going to commit fully to doing what they want you to do and going the route they want you to go, going back and getting your degree, getting a job or whatever, and choosing that so you don't, you know, feel like you're disappointed. Or you're going to commit fully to listening to your own inner voice and let go of any kind of guilt around disappointing them and any kind of obligation to prove to them. But right now, the situation that you're in, you've got one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake. You want to move forward in your life and listen to yourself, but you keep stopping yourself because you're wanting to prove to your parents and feel like you're disappointing them. And at this stage in your life, Lorena, you're going to, this comes down to a choice You're going to either go after your dreams and listen to your own inner voice. And if you choose to feel guilty, and guilt is a physiological response to thoughts. So if you're going to choose to feel guilt, if you're going to choose to feel like you're disappointing them, those are all choices. It's going to impact your clarity. Like look at the level of upset you're experiencing right now. Do you think that with this level of upset, you can have moments of clarity and moments of intuition and be really open and available to signs from the universe and attracting opportunities and people that could put you on a path towards living in your full potential? 
No, I think you're right. I definitely don't feel clarity. Right, because you're torturing yourself. Now, here's what I really want you to hear. You are the child. Your parents chose to have you. It is not your responsibility to live your life according to their expectations just because they're your parents. What is your responsibility? Be loving. Be honest. If they are helping you financially, set up some contracts and guidelines around that so that you don't feel like you're tied to that and that doesn't continue to hold the umbilical cord in place and produce guilt. But too many times I see children think that they're the parent. They owe their parents. Your parents, children come through parents. They don't belong to parents. And a lot of times grownups and parents think their child belongs to them and wants them to do what they want them to do. And we all belong to God or higher power, however we want to say that. And so if you need someone to give you permission to live your life, I'm happy to be that person. And your parents may be upset. They may not like it. But you are not them. And you have to also understand they came from, I mean, immigrating from Cuba is not an easy thing. And to survive, they had to be very fear-based and play by the rules and choose safety and security. And part of the reason they came here is to give you a different kind of life. And I wonder if you actually had a heartfelt conversation with them and thank them, express your gratitude for coming to this country, for giving you what they gave you and just say, you know, I really need to listen to my own inner voice right now. And I know you may not like it and I know you may disagree, but I don't want my choices to cause a rift between us. But I also don't want to build resentment by living my life according to your expectations. And so I may do some things right now that seem strange to you that you may not understand, and I get that, but how I'm going to learn and how I'm going to grow into an adult woman is to maybe make a few mistakes and maybe fall down a few times. But if I don't do this now, when am I going to do it? When I'm 40? When I'm 50? And just keep expressing your love and your gratitude to them, but stand in your own choices. You can't do both. You can't live your life for your parents and live your life for yourself. It's impossible. It's causing you so much grief. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I can do it. Do you want to end up resenting that? No, not at all. Right. I think I've had so much in reading um, 20-something, 20-everything. I'm kind of in the first few chapters. And it's been great trying to, you know, get let go of some resentment between, you know, either myself and my mom or myself and my dad and kind of trying to work through that. And so there's been a lot of effort to try and take away some of the resentment that's already been built. So I just really just want to, I think it's the right thing to do. I am grateful for what they've done for me. Um, And I do think that whether it's God or, coming closer to that as well within the past few months has been everything that keeps getting put in front of me is just one more step of the way and talking to you. I know this sounds kind of goofy, but talking to you 
I feel like is that higher my higher powers mm-hmm. way of showing me that I'm on the right path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're on the aligned path. You're listening to your inner voice. And, you know, the other thing to keep in mind is that you were raised in America. They grew up in Cuba. It's a very different cultural mindset. Have you been to Cuba? No. Okay. So, but you can appreciate that it's very, very different than growing up in a country like America. Yes? Yes. And you can appreciate that so much of their life was about, there was so much fear. And, And coming here was a big deal. But you, they, they've gifted you with freedom. And you, it sounds like to me, you really want to receive that gift. You want to be free to explore what you want to explore. And the other thing I want to tell you, you, Lorena, is that it might take a few years. I mean, it took me a long time. It might take you a few years to find what you want to do because it's going to take some time for these layers of expectation to melt away. So don't expect like lightning bolt clarity right away. Let yourself take a step and then take another step and, you know, get into like-minded communities and be curious, but you've got to let go of the guilt so that you can be free to explore So allow yourself to receive that gift and move out of the resentment through gratitude and maybe either have a conversation with them or another great thing to do is write a letter because in a letter, you know, we can go back and we can edit and it gives someone time, you know, to read something and take it in. And sometimes it's with these kind of conversations with heightened emotions, sometimes writing is a good way to do that. So maybe write a letter, just acknowledging them thanking them, expressing what's really true for you, appreciating and understanding that they may not agree, but just making the request that even if they don't like it, that they support you the best they can. I can do that. And have so much compassion for their model of the world. You know, they had a different experience growing up and moving into their young adulthood than you do. And so I'm, you know, supporting you in, in, in giving their belief systems and their fear back to them, like that belongs to them. You don't have to inherit that. And really taking in the love and taking in the gifts of freedom and possibility that they've provided for you and then listening to your inner voice. Your inner voice got you on this call. Your inner voice has directed you into taking some time to focus on yourself. Your inner voice has been what's allowed you to be receptive to what I'm saying here today. You're already on track. (laughs) You're already on the path. But the guilt and the tremendous pressure you're putting on yourself is blinding you. So take a deep breath. Thank you. Yeah, take a deep breath. And what do you know to be true right now? What's, what do you know to be true? That my idea of, of being successful, of being happy is different than what they could ever 
even imagine Mm -hmm. or dream of so that maybe they won't understand. They're not going to understand. Mm -hmm. Might be a little bit better. They're not going to. Mm -hmm. And to just hope that in the end that will be the the best way for us to be close and to feel connected versus trying to do things for Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And hope is kind of like trying, you know, I can't try to pick up a pencil. I either do or I don't. So (laughs) instead of hoping, just set that strong intention to come from love, not fear. You know, sometimes as children, we are the ones that teach our parents some things, not by talking to them or lecturing them, but by how we live our lives. And they may not get it right away, but as they continue to see you move forward in love, they may start to experience more of that themselves. And again, they may disagree and they may warn you. And, you know, we we have to stop projecting God on our parents. Their, Their advice comes from love, but often our parents don't know best for us. The only person that knows best for you is you. Really, the only person that knows best for you, Lorena, is you. How do you feel? (laughs) Overcome with emotion. Now that I kind of know where it comes from, I've just been thinking it's me. Mm. I'm still relieved. Oh, good. Yeah. I've just been thinking I wasn't. I just have been thinking I'm so capable. Why am I not? Why am I not happy? Why am I not in a place that reflects me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just relieved that. I like found the thorn in the foot per se. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like found that, that and I just feel so relieved by knowing what it is. <laughs> because I haven't been able to see that that's the issue. I haven't been able to see that I've had resentment for a lot of bad decisions have been made out of resentment mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, you no longer need to make decisions to either honor them or to rebel against them. (laughs) You know, you're bouncing between those two things and it's time to just make decisions that are in your highest good and what's true for you and to take off their belief systems. You know, it's like if I was wearing jeans that were two sizes too small and I was like, I don't understand why I can't breathe. I don't know why I can't move. It's because those jeans don't fit. Some of the belief systems that you're wearing don't fit. So you need to take them off and believe the ones that do. Again, with love. This isn't about making your parents wrong because, you you know, that, that throws you back into the rebel. And this also isn't about living your life for your parents because that throws you into obligation. This is about loving them, having gratitude for them, receiving that gift of freedom, and listening to your own inner wisdom, your own inner voice. 
Yeah. I can't get to that letter fast enough, I don't oh. think. <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad this was helpful to you. It was so helpful. Thank you so much. I've been so thankful and, you know, just praying to God that, you know, thank you for putting the message through the medium I listen to the most. So, <laughs> thank mm. you for that. I appreciate mm. it. Yeah, gratitude feels good, right? No, it really does. And yeah. I think it's just hard to to just, I have felt like their parent. I have felt like their source of, you know, making them feel better, being that, I think you call it like a chameleon, you know, mm-hmm. being that chameleon for so long that it almost, it's kind of confusing how to be myself around them. It's kind of going to be a little more confusing, but exciting. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. And just, just to end our call today, I just want you to really feel into being the daughter. <laughs> and as you feel into just being the daughter, what are you really grateful to your parents for? What gifts have they given you? Courage, so much courage to be and do anything, to feel completely capable of doing anything is is a product of living here, but it's a definite product from their own bravery and pursuing their own decisions and pursuing what they want. I'm thankful for forgiveness, for their forgiveness at times when I made mistakes, was unkind. And I'm so grateful for their love, their unconditional love. Yeah. And if you gave me a gift, let's say you gave me a new necklace, and then we went out to lunch, would you like to see me wearing it? Or would you rather yes. me just stick it in a drawer and never really use it? I would definitely like you to wear it. Yeah, it would feel good if you gave me a gift and I actually used it, right? Yes. Okay, good. So I want you to take all that courage that you've been gifted with and use that to pursue your dreams and listen to your own inner voice and to be able to be discerning and say, Mom and Dad, thank you for your opinion. I know it comes from love and I need to listen to me. And I want you to take that gift of forgiveness, all the forgiveness they've given you and forgive them and forgive yourself. The self-judgment you have on yourself isn't helping. And finally, take all that love, all that unconditional love, and use that in the letter, in your conversations with them, and as you move forward in your life, even if the decisions you make are not things that they support or agree with, let all communication ride on that energy of love. 
and even if they quote-unquote disapprove, love them. Use the gifts they've given you. That's the greatest gift you can give to them. I can do that. Yes, you can. Thank you, Christine. Lorena was so brave to allow herself to be honest with herself and with me. I support her and any of you listening and having the courage to follow your own heart and separate from any expectations or pressures you feel from anyone else. And even if you don't know yet what your heart wants, that's okay. Often it takes getting out of the pattern of proving an obligation to get clarity. Also, please ditch the expectation that we're supposed to know the end result before we can start. I've said so many times on this show that we are obsessed with outcomes. We don't have to know the end result. We don't have to know exactly where we're going to take a step. Just take a step and then the next step is revealed. You know, you heard Lorena say, I just really want to have an end goal. No, just have a start, have a vision of how you'd like to feel. What really trips people up is they start with only the end in mind. Sometimes it's just the beginning, taking that first step. All right, so let's get into some of the specifics of this episode. You heard her emotional reaction was far greater than the facts of what was going on. And as a coach, that is always something that alerts me to the fact that it's most likely a belief system that's really triggering the emotional response. So I wanted to get really clear about what she was telling herself in her head that was bringing up so much emotion. Remember, there's what happens and then there's what we make it mean. So I asked her, you know, what are you telling yourself that's creating this big emotion? I really wanted to get into her belief system. When the intensity of the emotion that's coming forward does not match the facts or the circumstances, that indicates to me that the person is working themselves up over a belief. So it was up to us in this episode to get to what that root belief was that was causing the upset. So you heard me ask her a lot of questions like, where did that idea come from that you're supposed to know what you're supposed to do with your entire life at 24 years old? And that's when the conversation really began about her parents. So when working with people, we want to honor and hold space for their emotions, just like I did with Lorena, while at the same time asking questions that help to reach insights to shift belief systems. We want to make sure we're not coddling them. We're holding space, but we're not indulging in the heightened emotional reaction. We want to get them into their insight. So you heard that I held space for Gabby, but I didn't necessarily soothe her. Rather, I supported her in beginning to see a pattern she was caught up in with her parents so she could shift it. So some takeaways for you. If you are a millennial or really at any age and you're having some difficulty with your parents, you feel like you owe them something. Remember, you are the child. It is not your responsibility to live your life according to their expectations. Yes, be loving. Yes, be respectful. As I said to Lorena, if they're supporting you financially, get some agreements in place so that you don't feel like you owe them. You are not the parents. Children come through our parents. We do not belong to them. And the danger of living our life for our parent or anyone else for that matter is we'll build up resentment and you'll end up pushing them away. So it's better to go through some growing pains, maybe have some tough conversations, but start to cut that umbilical cord. And if you're the parent of a millennial, it's time to let them go and be their own person. Please don't expect them to live into the image that you think they should. Let them make their own mistakes. 
Let them discover who they are. Stop telling them who they are. Also, if you really relate to having a high standard of excellence and receiving a lot of praise and validation for achievement, you really want to look at that. It's great to achieve things. It's wonderful to receive praise, but achieving cannot be your identity. And you don't want your self-worth hooked into your achievements. You are worthy and deserving of acknowledgement for who you are, not only what you do. So I gave Lorena permission to live her life, and I'm happy to give you that permission as well. I gave her some words or some ideas of how to speak to her parents. So if having one of these conversations with your parent is something that you feel really resonates with you, I encourage you to go back and listen again and maybe write down and use some of my words for inspiration. And before I give you some assignments, I want to end with talking about freedom. I was really touched about hearing about Lorena's parents and how they were immigrants and they came from Cuba to have a new life and give their daughter a better life than they had. And that really inspires me. And I know that their encouragement of her, even their expectations of her come from love. They want her to have a wonderful life, but she has to free herself from their expectations. And sometimes we have to free ourselves from people we love. Now that doesn't mean we have to end the relationship. We just have to free ourselves from their expectations. So where are you holding yourself prisoner because you may be letting someone else define you or make decisions for you. And how can you step into more freedom by defining who you are and making your own choices? People may not understand. They may not agree. But as long as you're not doing it with any againstness against anyone else, it's really okay to honor who you are and listen to your own heart. So some assignments for you. If you have a difficult situation with someone, consider writing a letter to them, especially if it's highly emotionally charged. You can even read the letter out loud to them. But if you feel like if you'll get in a conversation with them and you might lose your words or you might get upset, write a letter. And if you do experience heightened emotions a lot, like if you do notice that a lot of times you have a heightened emotion reaction to something that probably shouldn't be causing that kind of intense reaction, just take a deep breath. And ask, you know, what do I know to be true in this moment? What do I know to be true? And finally, like I said in the episode, if we're wearing jeans that are two sizes too small, it's going to be uncomfortable. So what belief systems are you wearing that just don't fit anymore? Maybe write down what you're currently telling yourself about your career or relationships or finances and look at what you're believing And really ask, is this even my belief in the first place? And does this even fit anymore for what I know to be true? I hope this episode was helpful and inspiring and insightful to you. As always, I appreciate any ratings and reviews, but most of all, just sharing about the podcast with your friends so we can bring more people into the community. I'll be opening up new sessions soon. So if you just go to my website, Christine Hassler, there's a place to click on to book a session if you want to be coached on the podcast. I'd love to get more men on the show. I have a lot of men who listen and write me but don't book sessions. So men, come forward. We'd love to hear your voice on the show as well. So please sign up for a session, all you men out there who listen. I'd love to connect with you and serve you as well. All right, everybody, have a beautiful day or evening or afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm sending you so much love. 
Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.